podcast created and produced by the Montgomery County Archives in Montgomery, Alabama. In this episode, we'll discuss the Equal Justice Initiative's National Memorial for Peace and Justice, which will open on April 27th in Montgomery, Alabama. The Memorial for Peace and Justice serves as a monument to the over 4,000 victims of lynching between 1877 and 1950. Beginning in the late 19th century, lynching became a means to achieve social control in the South. Lynching in the United States emerged in the American West in the early 19th century as a form of vigilante justice in a region where government was sparse and not often trusted. Mobs in the West used lynching to punish criminals, attack social outcasts, and exercise power over others. The practice of lynching would arise in the South in the late 1800s. Southern lynchings often occur under the guise of vigilante justice, but really serve as a means of intimidation towards African Americans to strengthen the institution of white supremacy. Many of the lynchings function as social events, attracting large crowds of vendors selling items like food and postcards that feature photos of the lynching. In the years following the Reconstruction, the number of known lynchings skyrocketed. During the four-year period between 1891 and 1895, 639 African Americans were lynched, an average of about 160 per year. The number of lynchings gradually decreased in the years leading up to and during World War I. In 1917, only 37 African Americans were lynched the lowest number recorded since statistics on lynching first began to be kept in 1882. After World War I, racial tensions began to rise again. In 1919, race riots broke out in cities across the country between the months of April and October and became known as the Red Summer by African-American author and civil rights activist James Weldon Johnson. During the Red Summer, 76 African Americans were lynched, including 10 servicemen who were lynched in their uniforms. In the years following the Red Summer, lynchings began to rise again, topping out at 59 in 1921. African Americans such as journalists Ida B. Wells and sociologist Monroe Work, as well as the groups like the NAACP, served as the leading voices of the anti-lynching movement, while at the Tuskegee Institute, Work created what is widely known as the most complete source of statistics on lynching. Ida B. Wells, through investigative journalism, exposed lynching for what it was, a tool used as a form of subjugation. As part of her work, Wells debunked the myth that the cause of lynching was due to black men raping white women. She would publish her findings in several editorials and stood at the forefront of the anti-lynching movement. Wells' anti-lynching movement angered some whites and Memphis who referred to Wells as a black scoundrel and destroyed the office of her newspaper, The Free Speech and Headlight. The NAACP also played a pivotal role in the anti-lynching movement, launching campaigns against lynching and promoting the Dyer Anti-Lynching Bill. The Dyer Bill would make lynching a federal felony and would give the federal government the power to prosecute the cases. The law would punish those who participated in the lynching with a minimum of five years in prison and any state or local official who had the power to prevent the lynching by providing protection to the victim with a maximum of five years in prison. The county in which the lynching took place would be ordered to pay a $10,000 fine that would be given to the family of the victim. The bill would pass the House of Representatives in 1922 but was not voted on in the Senate due to filibusters by Southern Democrats. 
Bill was reintroduced in the following years of 1923 and 24, but suffered the same fate. Walter White, an investigator with the NAACP, also played a huge role. White was able to investigate 41 lynchings and 8 race riots. Due to his fair complexion, White was able to pass as a white man. White was able to interview and receive candid accounts of the lynchings from members of the lynch mob and white witnesses. The NAACP would then publish his findings. Findings from the EJI's report, Lynching in America, confronting the legacy of racial terror, suggest that the decline of lynching in the 1930s is due to the anti-lynch movement led by Wells, Frederick Douglass, and W.E.B. Du Bois, among others, and also the Great Migration by African Americans to the North, something Wells suggested in one of her editorials. In 1952, for the first time since Tuskegee began tabulating lynching records in 1882, no lynchings took place within the United States. Lynching created an environment within the South that instilled fear in many African Americans living there. It harmed members of the community both physically and psychologically. Through their National Memorial for Peace and Justice, the Equal Justice Initiative hopes to correct our distorted national narrative about this period of racial terror while directly addressing the horns borne by the African-American community, particularly survivors who lived through the lynching era. The Sixth Acre site will be the first to nationally acknowledge and commemorate the 4,400 victims of lynching within the United States. The memorial will open to the public on April 27, 2018. To learn more about the memorial or the Equal Justice Initiative, we encourage you to visit their website at www.eji.org. If you would like to view any records held by the Montgomery County Archives, please feel free to visit our website at www.mc-ala.org. Go to the drop-down menu and click Archives. There you can find finding aids, digital exhibits, lesson plans, and more. You can also visit the Montgomery County Archives at 101 South Lawrence Street. We will open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on weekdays, and no research formats is necessary. Be on the lookout for our next podcast in which we discuss archives or local history-related topics. This has been Episode 9 of In the Stacks. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.